Good morning. Today's date is April 18th, 2019, and this is the Hello Rookie Podcast. How are you doing, Chris? Oh, not so good. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> oh, I had cereal for breakfast. It's just, I, it makes me sick. What kind? I'm like a 16-year-old kid. I can't avoid it. Like, I love it. Um, honey bunches of oats. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Should be feeling should oh, be feeling good. Fat free milk too. I just can't do it. I don't know. Whatever it is. It, that's that's my last bowl. <laughs> I've said that a thousand times in my life. No, but that really is. Never, man. Frosted mini wheats till I die. Oh yeah. Need that fiber. Anyways, uh let's talk NBA playoffs, perhaps DraftKings lineups, perhaps. Right off dueling. the bat, you want to get right into it? Would you rather start with you something else? With it? No, yeah, let's do it right off the bat. All dueling right. We don't even have that many people in the arena yet. There's only like a couple thousand people watching right now, but that's fine. Dueling lineups, let's do it. Yeah, well, everybody else will just have to um, watch it back, you know. Sure, sure. We're, we're going to have thousands of people that are going to want to go and rewind and start from mm-hmm. this segment alone. Take notes. Are you recording, by the way? Nope. Are you ready? Should I start segment? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, start segment. Great start, Joe. We're right on pace here. Boom! And Hello Rookie is live. Dueling lineups coming your way. All right, we're talking NBA playoffs here. Uh, we're we're going to enter uh, lineups on DraftKings. Tr- Chris is going to give incredibly detailed, factual, logical um, <laughs> reasons for his picks, which I, of course, highly respect. And encourage you to look after. Lots of value to find there. Uh, and I am going to shoot from the hip uh, and just kind of uh, base my decisions based off of what I just see on uh, DraftKings uh, stats and information. So, how do you want to do this? We're going to do. We're going to enter them both on DraftKings. Um, yeah. From, so you have yours. I'm gonna. I have mine. I'll. Um... Base, you want me to? I'll go first and go over mine. That way, you sure. you you can adjust your lineup as you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't adjust it. No, I'm messing with you. Um, yeah, I'll go first, and then we'll we'll you can just we'll build yours here as well, and then we'll enter a head to head. I'll all challenge right. you. Um, all right, let's pull it up. So this is this is my lineup right here. Um, I got Steph Curry. So I'm I'm warrior heavy tonight. I think the warriors are going to come out fast we, we, and heavy. We do have some similar plays. Okay. We have three or four similar plays. Great, great. But um, I mean, that's what you get when you have four yeah, games, a three game slate. Yeah, um, <clears throat> three. Yeah. So yeah, I think the warriors are going to come out and put up a ton of points and early in um, viciously against the Clippers tonight. So I've got Steph Durant. Um, I, I like Looney a lot tonight and um, Iguodala. I couldn't get away from Iguodala at 4,400. He's just in the playoffs. He's um, so involved and productive and his minutes go up. Um, and I think particularly with Boogie out, um, a pissed off Kevin Durant, uh, I think they're going to come out and throttle the Clippers tonight. Um, and though I think those four guys, so Looney's a good value, 4,100. He'll see increased minutes with, um, they'll play, uh, Draymond at center. Some Bogut will start at center. 
Belgate won't see much more than 15 minutes um, in the game. A super unproductive 15 minutes in the game. Um, but I, I like Looney. Um, when given the minutes he produces, he's got plenty of 6x-plus games in his game log um, at 4,100. Montrez Harrell has been a monster this playoffs. He's actually um, averaged 32 points a game on the season against the Warriors. And now with Boogie not out there, I think they're going to have their hands full once again with him. He's he's one of those guys that likes to play at home too. He averages five, five more fantasy points per game at home. Um, and again, with Boogie out, Looney's solid defensively, but I think Montrez Harrell has another big night. Um, DeRozan's a guy that will, when we get to props later, he's a guy that I like some props on him tonight. He uh, He's locked in these playoffs. He's clearly um, super motivated. Um, he's had back-to-back 43-point nights. Um, coming back to San Antonio, a matchup that he obviously likes. Um, again, he's playing more minutes. The Spurs are... Um, they've been one of the more efficient offensive teams all season. Their defensive efficiencies ticked way up over the past couple months. Um, but yeah, DeRozan's playing great in these playoffs. Uh, I think he has another big night, especially coming back home. And then when it came down to like the Brooklyn wing pay- players, um, I, I'm kind of going out on a le- ledge here. I don't think there's going to be many people on Joe Harris tonight of the of Dinwiddie, Harris, um, Lavert of that group. Um, He'll probably be the lowest owned because he's been poor these playoffs. He's averaging what twelve DraftKings points per game in the playoffs. Whereas if you look at his game log at at forty five hundred, you know we want to get to twenty six fantasy points. He hit it every single game leading up into the playoffs. He was in the seven x range for most of those games. Um, so I think he bounces back back at home tonight. Has a nice game. Um, gets the ball to go in a little. You know, I was left with fifty six hundred. Um, I think Lavert is another guy that you look at his game log. He hits 6x value with ease. Um, I don't know. I You know, I given the way Simmons looked in game two and the fact that he statistically, if you look at um, his numbers with Embiid on and off the floor, you know, when Embiid's playing limited minutes or is even out, he's he's slightly, considerably more productive, you know, I think he scores 20% more points per game, um, like 40% more rebounds. Um, but so I, I, I wanted to get Simmons in the lineup. Um, but when I, you know, broke down the numbers and stuff, I just couldn't afford him. Um, ended up having to kind of settle with Lavert here in the utility spot. But that's my lineup tonight. Curry, DeRozan, Durant, Harrow, Looney, Harris, Iguodala, and Lavert. Solid, man. Yeah. Heavy, uh, <clears throat> leaning leaning heavy on those warriors um yeah, four warriors. Right, and that, uh, right in the regular season i don't touch warriors players but you know i don't know just the way it worked out tonight i i don't know maybe maybe it'll pay off for you in the end run or in the long run yeah we'll see right i mean it's a coin flip um i mean they they're so obviously stacked um that it's actually possible for four players on the same team to to all put up solid if not breakout stats but uh yeah it'll be fun to watch yep all right let's build yours you ready yep okay so just 
we'll go top to bottom and then I'll talk just about a couple of them. So, uh, got point guard, um, Denver, uh, Murray. Yep. Um, shooting guard, Denver, um, Gary Harris. And then I'm reaching, uh, San Antonio, San Antonio, um, small forward, uh, Rudy Gay. Got it. Um, Clippers, power forward, Harrell, which is our first similar pick, I guess. And then uh, Warriors, Looney, whom I also love tonight. And then I went with uh, Brooklyn's uh, Dinwiddle. Um, slightly different. I think we both had at least one Brook, uh, net guard, though. Then I paid up for um, Clippers Gallinari and Steph. Right. So I wanted. I, I, I was trying to have a fairly rounded approach in, in terms of players. So we got. Um, two Denver players, one San Antonio, two Clippers, two Warriors, and one Brooklyn player. Okay. Uh, Rudy uh, is the lowest price that he's been um, in quite a long time, at least definitely in his last 10. Um, he seems to be in a shooting funk. Uh, we all know that he can play his ass off and he puts up good numbers regardless of how he's shooting boards and everything. So I'm, I'm kind of rolling the dice on kind of a mid-tier play and hoping that he uh, is able to turn his uh, field goal percentage around a little bit. He shot terribly on the 16th at only uh, 0.22% from the field, but obviously um, he's a great shooter. So I'm kind of hoping that he picks up there. Um, you talked about Harrell, Harrell already. Murray, we've had in a lot of our lineups while you've called called him in a lot of our lineups previously. I think he's a consistent, solid play. Um, I don't know, value-wise, he's probably, he's probably right kind of uh, at a zero mark, no plus or minus. I think he's probably pretty well um, valued at 65. I was just looking for consistency. Uh, Looney, you already went through Dinwiddle. Pull him up real quick. So last uh, ten, ten game log, another kind of um, consistent uh, twenty fantasy point for ga- uh, per game range um, at five thousand salary. I figured um, he seems like a, a pretty, uh, pretty just solid uh, guard play, and um, if anything. He's trending in the right direction. So let's see who else. Gallinari and Steph. I don't think I need to go into much detail on them. I'm just hoping that Gallinari uh, tries to hold court a little bit. Um, Because as you said, Golden State's going to be coming to uh, revenge their loss. So hopefully Gallinari kind of uh, holds court. That's about it. So... The issue I see is the remaining salary. Yeah. 
like I mean there's two two things that I could recommend right off the bat. I mean I'm not gonna tell you to change your lineup, but you could sub Durant for Gallo or Draymond for Rudy or I mean I'm not I'm I'm just you know, throwing that out there. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Again, Ben Simmons could be <clears throat> an easy upgrade somewhere. Um but yeah. If you're good with it, we'll submit it and go with it. Same thing. I think I mean, Dinwiddie. I guess you could only get to Tobias Harris if you took Dinwiddie out. But, I would cons- right. I would I would consider Simmons just because I don't have a a Philly play, but um I I would look at I don't know, maybe getting rid of well, I, I don't think I could get there with who I would be willing to get rid of. Yeah. I think I'm good with it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. All right. So we're going to have a head-to-head? Yeah, I will. Um, I'll, chan- I'll I'll send you the invite right now. Or okay. we'll just we'll just do it off screen. We don't have to do it right now. Do it offline. All right, that's yeah, fine. And then we can recap it tomorrow. Yeah, I think you're in yeah. a lot of trouble. <laughs> that one. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see, man. <clears throat> we'll see. Yep. It's I don't know. Crazy. It's been a crazy playoff overall, like NBA and NHL. The NBA cr- yep. playoffs have been crazy. I mean, I haven't dug deep into names in a long time. Yeah. Uh. So good start yeah it'll be interesting to see get back into the swing of things okay. it, it used to be nice i remember when we were in high school it was just like um simple math i mean it was like you knew every single name like you know who was who was just stats who was just talk who was puffed up you know who was over talked about you knew their names every single position wise you knew <laughs> yeah I mean, was it Smart World we used to play? That was our that was our fantasy league. I don't even remember how that worked. It was like the most points, or that was our our NFL. I mean, league, or maybe yeah, it was NBA too. I don't know. It was it was had, a different format altogether. We pulled teachers into it. Yeah, we had super uh, competitive. <laughs> that was an awesome league. Yep. All right. Uh, do you want to talk more about lineups, NBA wise? Um, no, nah, because we're gonna do. A little bit with the game lines and a little bit with uh, props, right? So we got plenty of NBA stuff. All right, so we'll close. You want? Yeah, we'll close it. I closed it. Tell me when you want me to open another one. All right, open segment. (laughs) And welcome back to the Hello Rookie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around with us. Yeah, so we chopped this up uh, for those of you that wonder just what in the hell we're doing so we can put out individual uh, videos for people who have limited attention spans, which Without, is all of us, let's face yes. it. And we don't have to do any post-editing with this because it's, it's actually harder than you would expect to do a one- to two-hour live show and then a ton of post-editing work and then upload those giant files to YouTube's amazingly quick servers yeah and there's a few strip the audio from them each and then upload those to 
our podcast RSS feed and all the places that refuse to accept the podcast RSS feed, like SoundCloud. It's yeah, it's not fast. so. So this anyway, is, this is a way for us to actually do it and get this stuff to everybody. Yep. So you're welcome. All right, let's talk uh, NBA playoff prop bets. Um, so just real quick. Oh, actually, I had it pulled up. I'm sure you have some already in mind. I'll just go through the lines real quick. Or did you want to start out going through lines? Nope. Whatever you want to do, man. All right, so... I was going to look at player props. Uh, I don't think FanDuel has any up right now, but... All right, so just to kick off... Um, NBA playoff betting se- uh, segment. Um, again, three games on the slate tonight. Um, Action Network has 64% of the money on the uh, 76ers to uh, beat the Brooklyn Nets. Um, 76% of public money is on the Spurs um, to beat Denver. And... of public money is on Golden State to beat the Clippers tonight. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Did you give out the lines? No. Does that sound like, that seemed like something you'll do or no? Do you have it pulled up? Um, I do. You want me to give them? Sure. Okay. Uh, so Philadelphia is a two and a half point. Well, they opened a two and a half point favorite against Brooklyn. Uh, that has been bet up to three already. So Philly minus three. Um, San Antonio opened a two favorite, bet up to four already. And the Clippers opened a seven point underdog at home to the Warriors. And that's already been bet up to eight and a half. Um, some totals. The Philly game opened up at 226.5. That's up to 228. The Denver game opened up at 212. That's down to 208.5. Golden State opened up uh, 237. That's down to 235. Um, and I don't have first half lines yet. I'll check. I'll check elsewhere for his tap lines, but I don't have any yet. Um, I'm gonna pull up the player props at Joe's favorite book, <laughs> mybookie.ag. They just have the most up. Like uh, Bavada doesn't have any. Fanduel, I just checked. They don't have any. And you come over to my bookie, and they have a plethora. So I'm gonna skim through them real quick. We'll talk about some of the big names. Um, so I was on D'Angelo Russell under 26 points in game, in game two of this series. Um, it's at 24 and a half. They're back home. He's kind of a microwave guy where he could get hot, so I don't have any interest in, in that one at 24 and a half. Um, but he's a guy I'd look at moving forward. If they're going to keep his numbers in the mid to upper 20s, um, I would look at fading him once the series gets back to Philadelphia, if it gets back to – or it will get back to Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Um, then they have a bunch of you know points plus rebounds plus steals. You can bet on Damari Carroll. Um, <clears throat> this is obviously one that I have uh, some interest in tonight. Joe Harris, points and three-point field goals. Um, the over 
two and a half three-point field goals is plus 140. That's a pretty good number. That's one that I'll be um, keeping an eye on, one that I I would consider laying. Um, ben Simmons' assist, I think his usage is going to be continue to be up um, with Embiid out. So over six and a half assists is one that I would be looking at. Again, with Embiid limited, he his rebound, he actually, when Embiid doesn't play, Simmons averages uh, 19 points, almost 11 rebounds, and over eight assists. Um, versus he's generally, I think he's uh, 16, 8, and 7 guy, something like that. So, again, rebounds, I think 7.5 is definitely in play. But, you know, you're paying minus 145 for that. So, that's kind of the reason why the, the Joe Harris over 2.5, 3 line is appealing. Um, some J.J. Redick. <laughs> some J.J. Redick lines for you to obsess over, Joe, if you want to go crazy. And he's so volatile. Um, is there three-point lines? Like how many threes or what? For JJ? Yeah. Um, two and a half. I'd be betting the under on that. He's he's not as good on the road. He hasn't been good this series. Um, yeah, I'd be betting the under on that. He's he's also less productive when the big five is on the on the court together. Um the which by the way, I'm pretty sure Philadelphia is up to ten and two when those guys play together. So it's only happened twelve times, but when all when the entire lineup is together, they're ten and two, which is impressive. Um, another one to keep in 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 mind here is uh, favorites have won eleven out of or have covered eleven out of the last twelve games in the NBA. So um, back to tonight, that would mean Philly, San Antonio, and Golden State are all. Um, if that trend were to hold, would all be in a good spot tonight. Um, some Embiid, I mean, yeah, they have lines for just about everybody that is active. So you can kind of, if you've done your, your homework with or your research with uh, fantasy, you can get into these. Um, I'm, I'm obviously all over. DeRozan over 21 and a half. Um, that's another one I like. These guys, uh, White, Forbes, Pirtle, all all pretty inconsistent. Um the 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 Jokic I'd be on the underside of this twenty and a half points in San Antonio I think San Antonio's defense has been um, well into the upper half of the league over the last couple of months obviously their offense is the most efficient or has been amongst the most efficient um, that's kind of why they're giving Denver a, a ton of issues is that all of a sudden they're playing well defensively um, and beyond that uh, the Spurs were thirty four and eight at home this season so one of the better home teams in the NBA. Um, and you can bet on some things like Jokic triple double. I mean, the only triple double I think is in, um, is in play tonight is Ben Simmons. Uh, if they even have it available, they only have a double double available. So I, I mean, I think that's a lot cause he could do it with rebounds or assists. Um, it's plus one Oh five too. So that might be one of the better bets on the board. Um, yeah, so those are the ones I like. I like Joe Harris props. I like, um, Ben Simmons, uh, double, double. I like DeRozan points over. Um, I'd be looking at potentially Jokic points under, um, and just for Joe's sake, I would fade JJ Redick and go under two and a half threes. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty solid line. 
Um, yep. Right. Uh, so there you have it, ladies and gents. Um, if you're down with uh, some prop bets, head on over to my bookie. If you don't have an account, be sure to uh, go to Hello Rookie first. Get yourself a my bookie promo code and sign up. Also, if you'd like to know more about my bookie or Bavada, uh, feel free to read our reviews. We go into great detail about both companies. Um, all right, close segment. Okay. Well, just real quick, before we close out the NBA betting segment, I, I, I just want to mention on the lines, I do like all three favorites tonight. I think Golden State's going to throttle the Clippers. San Antonio covers, it depends on where you, where you get it, but the two to four and um, Philly wins in Brooklyn. The line on the Warriors is eight and a half? It's all the way up to eight and a half. Um, I'm not sure if that's everywhere. Let me Let me see if you can get it better somewhere else. Nope, it's eight and a half everywhere now domestically all the money is on the warriors uh yeah it's like 80 percent or something 97 percent of the money is on the warriors holy shit i mean they got quite a fan base now yep and the news is out on the on the 76ers big line as well so they got 70 70 percent of the money is on i mean yeah no breaking news here 70 percent of the money is on um the sixers and 81 percent of the money is on the spurs so favorites are being bet like crazy you can get the spurs three and a half right now in some places by the way so mm. there you go piss off close segment wow open segment i mean you, okay what did you want to have some off- offline chat first i'd like to know what we're going to talk about next is all <laughs> <laughs> i mean we open right. the segment and it's like I gotta scramble to figure out what the hell we're even talking about. Well, what do you think it's gonna be about? It's about the NFL schedule. Whatever you have in mind for that. Oh, great! All right, hold you on. Re- Let's reopen the segment again in a more professional okay. manner. Okay. On your part, you were completely right. unprofessional there. Okay. And welcome back to Hello Rookie Podcast, the professional fantasy sports Knock and betting. Off. <laughs> this, is, this is serious, Joe. Knock it off. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here we go with the NFL schedule segment. What, what what would you like to talk about with the NFL other than the draft beginning on the 25th of yeah. this month? Thursday. I'll be there with my Lions jersey on. I'm going to cheer so hard for, I don't know, whoever we draft. That's a complete mistake. Probably Noah Faint. You're joking, right? Are you really going to be there? No, I'm not going to go. Almost. I was almost going to be in town. I probably still wouldn't have gone. But there's better Wait. things to do in Nashville than sit in that auditorium and boo Goodell all night. <laughs> Wifey's going to be in Nashville, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, do you want to start with week one lines? you want to start with um, overall thoughts on the schedule? Did you look at it at all? No. Okay. Yeah. So, the schedule came out... Um, Actually, if you want to check out like just a general overview of it, Action Network has their strength of schedule numbers up already. And I mean, okay, so part of, I mean, the biggest reason why this is what it is is the conference they play in, but the fact that the Patriots have the easiest schedule in the NFL, they're not challenged until like week 10, I'm pretty sure. Eh, it might be week nine, week nine or week 10. They don't have a, a game that you would consider a challenge. I mean, it, they open with the Steelers, so maybe Pittsburgh finds a way to beat Bill Belichick when he's had a whole offseason to prepare for him. But 
assuming they get past that, they're not they're not challenged by a playoff team until I think after week eight for sure. So easiest schedule in football. And um they did a number on my props too, which is infuriating. Um Philly's schedule is rough. Uh I have Baltimore under eight and a half wins and they gave Baltimore one of the more favorable schedules I've seen. Um yeah. Baltimore so Baltimore doesn't have back to back road games the entire year. They go home away, home away, home away sixteen times. It's uh yeah. I don't know how that works out. And then there's like some teams, uh the Raiders aren't home for five weeks, six weeks, something like that. Um yeah. They're idiots. I don't know how they put this crap together. It's ridiculous. Every year it's terrible. Um we did I did anticipate uh the Texans schedule would be brutal so i was on the under there and they did in fact have the hardest they do have the hardest schedule um action network did a good job check i would go check out i don't know if you need an edge subscription to see some of their content they put out right away but they put out um strength of schedule by position with breakdowns for early season mid-season late season um so that's that's kind of cool to look at uh but yeah um, with, with the schedule up, we do have week one lines as well, so we can take a peek at those. Did you have a a look at Cleveland's schedule? Because I remember you were yeah. saying, dude, they when did a, Cleveland uh, become? Yeah, I I did look at it. It's fine. It is what it is. Like it, it's fine. I think their number is in play. But they're America's team. Four primetime games. Like, I, when did that happen? I don't I don't understand it. Is is it Baker? Is it yeah, well, Odell? I guess, I guess the combination of them. Um, Big Chubb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if they had a ridiculous season, but like, why overhype that situation? Like Cleveland has been, you know, in the dumps for so long. Like, why not just let it rise organically and all of a sudden everybody be naturally hyped to get behind a team that is coming out of the ashes, but instead we go into it with this tremendous line of like nine, right? Nine wins. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it opened eight and a half and it might be nine now. I, um, yep. Win totals right here. Cleveland. Nine and a half. Oh my God. But they goodness. put plus money on the over there. So I don't know. I would be under that nine and seven. I think that's a good year. Baker, I, so yeah, but I don't, yeah. Nine and seven, that'd be a good year. I mean, I hope it happens. It'd be fun to watch. I like, I like uh, watching Baker. He's fun. He's got a, yep. all, an amazing arm. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, but like, amazing. He's actually really accurate downfield, which is something that I wasn't sure he'd be. He would be, and his his progressions were good. And yeah, he was he was he was really impressive last year. Chris and I had this conversation uh, last year. Week one, I guess, when Baker did Baker start week one last year? No, Tyrod did. Okay, so he came in. When did he come in? Fairly early. Tyrod got hurt. He like hurt his hand. I think probably week three. I don't know. It'd be an easy Google, but I remember watching it and talking to Chris the next day and just being like, "Oh man, this Baker kid." So we've been going back and forth about him for a while, but generally, it's hard to de- deny he's a solid quarterback. Um, for sure. 
I, I would put a little more emphasis on it just because I think some of the throws that he makes are at an elite level. Hopefully, um, you know, he has a good year this year, so we'll see what happens. All right, so what what other um, – you want to talk week one? Yeah, let's look at week one here. I'll pull it up. This is on uh, FanDuel here. Um, so the – not a lot of this jumped out at me. They're, I think they – you know, whoever – I think Westgate was the first – book to put the week one lines out but whoever did it did a did a pretty good job with it um so the first game is september 5th so that'd be thursday 820 game packers bears yep and in we're chicago less than 100 days away from the hall of fame game so i, th- I believe that's august 4th something like that let the countdown begin yep obviously it already has um so um, yeah, the Bears are three and a half point favorite at home against the Packers. Um, I don't. I think that's a, a decent line. I don't really have any interest in that. Actually, overall, I think all the spreads are good. Um, Vikings minus four against the Falcons at home against the Falcons. Uh, Dolphins are three and a half point dogs against the Ravens. This is one. Um, both these defenses, I think, got worse in the offseason. The Ravens certainly got a lot worse. Um, so we think Miami's offense is going to suck, and that's why the total's 36.5 here. But, you know, Fitzmagic obviously is quite an X factor, <laughs> right? Like, Fitzmagic is going to convert three or four third downs every week that no one else can. Um, 36.5 is really low. The Ravens went over 36.5 with a better defense last year in 14 out of 16 games. So that was one that caught my eye right away is, uh, is going over 36.5. That is interesting. What happened to Miami's golden boy? You're talking Quarterback. about Gase, Tannehill. You're going Tannehill. Oh, Tannehill. Uh, he's a backup somewhere. I don't know. In- injury? No, they, 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 he's gone. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, they're, they're, the Dolphins are, I mean, obviously they can't say it, but they're all in on Tua. Um, and if, mistakes happen i think they'll be all in again next year on trevor lawrence like if they can't get to the number one pick this year i think the, that's interesting the favorite to get to the number one pick for sure so you're saying they're relying on fitz magic and who i mean it's fitz magic i don't know who's behind him but they're they're looking for him for a whole season oh yeah maybe they're planning on doing something during the draft i mean they gotta be doing something else i mean i love no. fitz magic i'm all in on but fitz I think, magic i think I think they get it. Like this quarterback class is garbage and they can't keep going through what they've been going through. They need a real franchise quarterback. And there's yeah, I mean, four, three or four in next year's draft. So they need Fitz season is what they need. They need Fitz to do what Fitz does in the <laughs> three and 13 season. That's what they need. Here I'm pulling up the Miami depth chart. Speaking of Fitz magic, what, uh, what's the story in Winston? Is he, Go well, for launch or what? Yeah, and they they brought in Arians, and that was one. Um, I thought this line was actually lower than. Uh, um, oh, it's already been bet way. This opened the Dolphins were or the Dolphins the Bucks were two and a half point favorite. Um, it's down to one and a half already. Forty um, Nine ers, like you know, I've I've gone over it. They, you know, they had one hell of an off season. 
They'll have Garoppolo back. He's going to be back for seven on seven at OTA, so he'll be more than ready by week one. Um, added a ton of key pieces on defense. They're getting ready to draft the best player in the draft with Bosa, um, with D Ford and DeForest Buckner on the defensive line. It could be the best pass rushing defensive line in football. The Bucks still have offensive line issues. Um, they lost. Uh, Deshaun Jackson this offseason still have issues at running back. Um, I don't know. I, I think that the 49ers are a nice bet at plus one and a half in week one. But I would I would agree with that, man. Did the, did the Niners have uh, some upper level management changes too or no? No. Okay. They have uh, John Lynch running the show there. He's oh. Been, yeah, he's been quality. They Yeah, they brought in Tevin Coleman. I think he's going to be a really, really nice piece. Uh, McKinnon. Uh, Breda is back, so ton of depth at running back for them. Um, yeah, they're gonna have a nice year. Okay, so as far as you know, Winston is good to go. Like, yeah, with all. Okay, yeah. So he's looking at a full season. Yeah, the I think the biggest suspension for me week one um, is would play a role in this one, and this has already been. So this opened Jags plus five and a half against the Chiefs. Um, and that was one that I thought was interesting because uh, Jaguars are another team I really like their offseason. Um, and I think Foles coming in with Filippo could give the Chiefs some issues in week one. And that's a different offense when it doesn't have Cheetah at wide receiver. Like he does he does so much for him. And I, I don't know how you – he's I think he's got to sit at least a year, right? Like child abuse, he's got – um. And I don't know. I don't even want to say that. I don't know for sure. He's got so many domestic abuse issues dating all the way back to college. That's why he dropped in the draft. It's not like they found some hidden gem that could run fast. Like everybody was on Tyree kill. He just is an issue off the field and it happened again this off season. And I think he's got to be suspended a year if it, if it, you know, I don't know the details. I haven't looked into it that much. I don't really care, but um, he certainly won't be playing week one. All right. So dolphins, Jake Rudock, the Lions, old backup, old Michigan quarterback is Fitzpatrick's backup. That job might be in jeopardy this preseason. What's his name? Jake Rudock. You don't remember Rudock from Michigan? Transfer Rudock. from Iowa? Yeah. No. Um, yeah, Miami. Stay clear, Miami. Who, who's their running back? Kenyon Drake. He's, yeah. a, he's an animal. He's going to be relied upon heavily. Oh, yeah, but they can't. He will fall apart. Um, okay, so you're talking Chiefs, Jags. Uh, you're saying Jags has got foals, but little else. No, I like the Jags. I like their offseason moves. I think they're going to draft it. I think they're going to draft. Um, oh, what's his name? The right tackle. I think they're going to draft a really good right tackle. Um, and I think they'll get a decent receiver in the second round. What um, was it? What was the deal with foals? Like, how how many years does he have? Do you know? A couple uh, years? It's a one-year deal. I'm sure it's a it's not a one-year deal. He he was the dude, right? Um, I'm just curious because they've it's uh, a four-year, eighty-eight million dollar deal. Oh wow, yeah, that's a serious thing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so they're looking to to put it together here. Um. All right. Anything else here? Oh, America's team opened up a five-point favorite against the Titans. Your Cleveland Browns. Your favorite football organization in the whole world. How many Shut up. 
like it's so gross. Like how many people are piggybacking on that team now, and they've been the worst team in football for forever. Um, Everybody loves a comeback story. Yep. An underdog story. Yep. Uh, oh, the Lions. Um, the Lions open up a one-point underdog on the road at, at Arizona. I think the story here is this total 48 and a half. It opened 49 and a half. So this is one that's been a popular under bet as well. I think it goes under even 48 and a half. Stafford is terrible against the Cardinals um, career. I mean, this is a guy whose career touchdown interception ratio is insane. Career touchdown interception ratio against the Cardinals is six to eight. Um, he had 101 yards passing against them last season. Uh, no way this game gets over 48 and a half. How in the world does that happen? Why is he so bad against the cards? I don't know. Maybe it's a freak stat. Did you see the Joey Votto's freak stat? No. He had in six thousand plus career at bats. He had never popped out to first base, not oh, once, really? and he did last night. It's over. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Um. All right. Any more Patriots six and a half point favorite against the Steelers? Saints opened. I believe that was eight and a half against the Texans and it got bet down to seven and a half. Um, and then Oakland is a three point favorite at home against Denver. They're going to need to win that because their schedule is brutal. Denver is one of the few teams um, that they could possibly beat, but we'll see. Actually, I think Denver is under a little underrated with uh, the weapons they have on offense and in Joe Flacco dragged through the mud, kicked, beat, is he elite? I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna surprise some people for Denver. We'll see. Do you know how many years his contract was? Um, that might was that a trade? I don't remember. I'm just curious. I mean, I imagine that it's maybe even a one year deal. Yeah, I think it was a trade. Um. It was a trade. So they have them um, on the Broncos deal, which is um, through 2020. Yep. So, but, so they pay him 20 million this year and 24 million next year. So two okay. years remaining That's on that contract. Sure. I mean, I remember not too long ago when Flacco received, you know, the biggest quarterback contract in the league at the yeah. time. I mean, it always. I mean, it's never-ending, trending upwards, but yeah, I mean, he's got a rocket, that's for sure. Um, I can't wait to start talking every single game. I mean, there's so much content we can cover in NFL. Yeah. For but, the time being, you're clipping me. What am I doing? You're pulling me, man. Clipping your wings? Pulling NFL talk already. No, I mean, what you want to keep going on the NFL? I'm not. I'm just. We don't have. We don't no, have lines up. No, I'm. I'm interested. What do you got? You got some storylines to share? Nothing. I just wanted to go through every single game, but I mean, we we can do it again. I mean, we we covered, um, you know, the the main aspects of NFL schedule. So we'll go into more depth, uh, of course, at nauseum, uh, in the coming weeks and months. A hundred days. Of the Hall of Fame game, and then the Hall of Fame game's on. You're like, Jesus, I waited for this. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of fifth stringers. And <laughs> yeah, is it is this field in Canton? Yeah, is this high school football? Yep. All right, close segment. Oh, 
All right. Open segment. Sure. Right. Uh, welcome back to the Hello Rookie podcast. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, so now we're going to talk about NHL bets. What have you got, Chris? Um, um, are you going to pull yourself out of this hole you've dug? Or are you just wiping your hands of the whole thing? Bitch, it was three and one yesterday. <laughs> that, like, what do you want me to do? I've, all right. You know what? No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris bet heavily on the Lightning. He lives in the Tampa Bay area, and well, the Lightning fell frankly, as did uh, without winning a game. Um, so, yeah, as did everybody. The entire series, 100% is, of the money was on the Lightning. Yes, it's correct. Unprecedented. But, but this is my whole reference. Uh, other than that. I thought, you, uh, I thought you were referring to last night where we were um, three and No, you, you called them, man. Boston and Dallas both, right? Yeah. Or were we two of uh, them last night? What was it? Was there a three games later or four games? I remember you called Boston and Dallas. I think there was maybe just one other game. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, two for three. That's right. I thought Calgary would. Ah, Calgary. Man, another 1-8. Calgary's down 3-1 to Colorado. That's over. They don't have, yeah, they don't have an answer to the McKinnon line. So they'll steal another game somewhere. Both one seeds done in the first round of the playoffs. It's crazy. Not kidding. Okay, so let's take a look at the schedule real quick. Um, okay, so today we have three games. Um, Washington leads their series 2-1 you know, against Carolina the Hurricanes. Series 2-1. I'm looking at it right here. What? Capitals. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> oh, there's only two games tomorrow. That's bad. Oh Washington yeah, Cap- that's right. So yeah, all right. Capitals, uh, but they've only they've only played well in one of those games. They they won one game with 14 shots. Um. All right, go ahead. Anyways, three games tonight: seven, eight thirty, and ten o'clock. Washington leads their series two one against the Hurricanes. Uh, the Blues and Jets series is tied at two two, and the Golden Knights Sharks. Um, the the Knights lead their tonight. series three one. Yep, my one's done tonight. No doubt what, about what's, it. What's what's the betting on that? Is there any? <laughs> everybody knows that that's going to happen. So the the lines. I would like assume it has to be a hundred percent of the money is on Vegas. I don't know how. What sort of idiot? No offense, I think people out there, I'm sure, have money on San Jose or think that their beloved Sharks could win tonight. I mean, the Sharks are uh, minus one ten money line, so. They are the favorite. 75% of the money is on Vegas to get it done. Closing the door. Shutting the door. I mean, that game is back in San Jose. So, the, yeah. The issue is Mark Stone has 10 points in four games. They're scoring in the first 90 seconds of every single period. Um, Martin Jones is still the is starting again, and he's saving his save percentage is down under 840. I think it's... Yeah, it's well under 840 at this point. I don't know what it is at this second, but I would guess somewhere around the 820 range, which is horrible, considering like you know Ben Bishop's save percentage is probably like 960 right now. Um, yeah, Vegas has dominated like every aspect of that series. Um, yeah, I think the Sharks have outshot them in three out of four games, but as far as like 
puck possession, quality shots, um, quality scoring opportunities. Um, and then Flurry's just obviously outplaying Martin Jones. And there's a gig- gigantic gap in goalkeeping there. I don't know how the Sharks win tonight. Because w- if Vegas scores early, it's over, right? Like the, the Sharks are looking forward to – they're in San Jose already. They probably could get some decent tea times for Saturday. Like I, that's what I would be thinking about. Like to hell with this. They're all banged up and getting their ass kicked every night. Um, but yeah, I think it could be over early in that one. Um, the Winnipeg, uh, St. Louis game. I like Winnipeg there. Um, so we got, you can get Vegas plus one Oh five right now. William Hill just moved them to minus one Oh five. So they're, they're slowly becoming the favorite tonight. I'm sure by, by the time the puck drops, they'll be the favorite. Um, you like the Jets, you're saying? Yeah, I'm going back to that right now. So the, the Jets are the best you can get the Jets. Money line is minus 120. But, yeah, I like the Jets. Um, the They've kind of turned the tide in that series. So they lost both games at home, went to St. Louis, won both games. Um, So the road team has is, is dominated the series, but that streak is going to end tonight. Like, So the only reason St. Louis won the first two games is because they contained the Shifley-Connor Wheeler line, and Shifley has been – unbelievable the last two games and when you get him going um the jets are really really tough to beat because you know that line a line will steal you know they'll they'll obviously still score um the power play when shifley and wheeler are both on with line a is impossible to stop um i don't think there's any way st louis can change the momentum at this point i think they're going to go to winnipeg tonight in the jets uh cover that or win it um, minus 125 money line there with them and the last one is your your home team the Carolina Hurricanes so I guess in my mind I thought that they were up 2-1 because they've been throttling the Capitals every every game I picked the Hurricanes to win game three they did they outshot the Capitals 45 to 18 in that game ended up 5-0 um, I guess Kind of got swept under the rug with the Ovechkin knocking Svechnikov out cold. Uh, 19-year-old kid. He had two goals in the previous game. Um, But, yeah, I got knocked out cold. Um, According to IC data, not only is uh, Carolina the best team in this series, but they're the best team in all in the entire playoffs. They lead by a wide margin in both the Corsi and Fenwick. Um, Outshooting the Capitals, more scoring chances, uh, outworking them, out hustling, playing with more speed, everything. You can get them at plus 110 tonight at home. I would be all over Carolina plus 110 at this point. There seems to be a home away correlation as well. So um, first game at Capitals, lost 2-4. Second game at Capitals, lost 3-4. Third game at home, win 5-0. Yep. Yeah, they're at home. Obviously, that's a a really, really bad atmosphere in general in Carolina, but it's been better this year with the whole jerk movement and everything. Um, but yeah, it's going to be loud there tonight, and the Hurricanes are certainly bringing the energy right now. But yeah, it goes with the same theory. This like whole playoffs, right? Like you, um, Carolina, Colorado, Columbus, the Islanders, nothing. None of those four were the best team in their um, series. None of those four had 
the right to think that they could compete against the team they were facing in all four outworked, out hustled, um, owned the blue zone, and just basically punched punched the higher seed, the better team in the mouth. And the in, I think in both in 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 all four cases, there were teams that kind of coasted into the playoffs, like it or not. Um, and when it came time to crank it up that extra 20, 25% that you need for the NHL playoffs, they couldn't, they got punched and they couldn't react. Um, and I think all four of those teams are going to lose their series or two of them already have. And I think Washington's in trouble. And I think the Avalanche are going to put away the, the flames. So it's been a crazy NHL playoffs, man. The best teams aren't going to be in it. That's why I think we need a Winnipeg Vegas Western conference final in that's what I was just going to ask you. Who do you think the the Knights are going to face? Um. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider the Knights a lock against Winnipeg. Winnipeg had a better record. Um. The Knights are certainly hotter. Um, they'll get better goalkeeping. Um. But that'll be a really fun series to watch. A lot of skill. The Mark Stone line. The Shifley line. Patrick Line. Um, but yeah, I don't know in the East, I don't know what you're going to, but you know, obviously the Capitals are a favorite right now, but I, I would imagine that's shifting towards the winner of the Bru- Bruins Toronto game or series. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun to watch, huh? Yeah. It's going to be crazy. What kind of scotch are you going to be drinking throughout the rest of the NHL playoffs? Um, I'm mixing it up a little bit. I've been drinking some Japanese stuff. I'd have to look the name up, but I'm addicted That's... to Japanese scotch, man. And it's not like you wouldn't expect it, but yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I was I was um I went to dinner with the um chief medical officer for uh my uh, my wife's hospital and it was like on the hospital, one of those type of dinners and um yeah division was picking up the bill so we and i didn't do this i would never like i'm i'm the opposite of this type of guy i felt guilty and i actually asked to have my my scotch separate from the bill or whatever but yeah we were drinking 50 dollar glasses of scotch and um it wasn't like it you know when when i got back to the house ended up ordering a bottle it wasn't super expensive it was like a 200 hundred dollar bottle um but really really good really good scotch yeah. So what's what's the most common I'm not up to date on this, but what's what's the most common uh, type of scotch again? I can't remember. What's it called in the US? Um, like what's what's the go-to for everybody? There's like 12 year and 18 year. Probably McKellen or Glenlivet or I don't know. What was the first one that you said? McKellen is like the most popular. I think yeah, that, amongst scotch drinkers. Um, yeah, that's that's the one I bought uh, from my father-in-law. But yeah, there's a, you know, like the most common is like basically 12-year-old and then there's 18-year-old and then there's a variety of each of those, I believe. But yeah, so the 18-year-old I think is in the $200 range. Yeah. So actually, the, the I just looked at my on my account there the the one i got i'm gonna pull it up for you right here in case you want to order this joe um 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that people are going to want to know what kind of Japanese scotch you're on. <laughs> this, I'm telling you that, man, this stuff is so good. Um, there we go. Oh, I have to verify that I'm 21. <laughs> Foolproof system here of entering a date in. How do I? Yeah, Macallan 12 is what I got my uh, father-in-law. Yeah. So this so is believe- only 120 euros, which is what, like 135 USD? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. not it's not even two hundred bucks here. Um, this is a twelve year. They have a twenty five year that I think I don't know. I think the twenty five year is like three hundred, but the twelve year was what I drank and it was delicious. It's so good. Um, but yeah, this is my this is my go to right now. I mean, was it hard hitting or you liked it because yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. went it's down hard, easy or what? It's hard hitting. I mean, not okay. hard. I mean, it, it's um, it's got like a really good burn. Like it's got a good. I don't know. Good, good taste. Good burn. It's yeah, it's really good. That's interesting. All right. Cool. Favorite. Good deal. Close segment. Oh, closed. All right. Good stuff. So I guess we'll just get into, um, final thoughts here. I have a couple of things we'll go over. Oh God. You don't need to be I worried. Do I need to mute my, do I need to take my headphones off? Uh, no, but you could turn your video off. Nobody likes to see you. Let's be honest. All right. All right. Open. I don't, I don't know if I can make you full screen. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm more than happy to. Like, I'd, it'd probably be better for both of us if my face was hidden and whatever. All right. For that, you, for, you want to open a segment? For that us? matter, both of us should probably just, um, this should probably just be audio, to be honest. All right. But yeah, open segment. Okay. All right, ladies and gents. Hello, Rookie. Final thoughts here. We're going to have a brief scrum. Uh, let's talk about, well, we're going to talk about dynasty fantasy football in just a second, but I'm going to give a quick, uh, very quick golf update. Um, just going over some scores here. Wait, this isn't going to be uh, politics. Uh, <laughs> I mean, last time we started talking about politics, it didn't go so great. So okay. it's up to you. I'm happy to talk about it though. Oh no, I'm, I'm happy that you're not. I, I thought I was getting a little concerned. All right, if it's golf, I'm all in, man. I didn't even check yeah. my lineup yet. I'm going to pull it up. All right, go ahead, score us. All right, so uh, I highlighted some names here. So right now, Daniel Berger is uh, tied for second at five under. He's through that 17. Son of a bitch, man. Uh, Webb Simpson is tied for seventh. Berger he's- was great last year. He's made four of eight cuts. How do you start him fantasy-wise when he's made four of eight cuts in the year? All right, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, Webb Simpson is two under through 15. Um, he's tied for seventh. Also tied for seventh is Charlie's favorite, or uh, Chris's favorite golfer, Charlie Hoffman. He's in the also fantasy team this week. Let's get tied it. Tied for seventh, two under through two, starting off hot. Uh, tied for 13 is Leishman. Got to keep your eye on the fantasy team. Got to keep your eye on the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. It's, I um, think, uh, interesting, also tied for 13 there is Luke Donald. Um, he has six, in nine starts, he has six second-place finishes on this course and a third. Okay, well, Leishman's not staying. He's a one-under. Um, 
uh, through through all of them, he's finished. But I mean, yeah, he can go off uh, tomorrow or the next day. But anyways, also tied for thirteen, along with Donald is um, and Leishman is Snediger. He is one under through sixteen. I always see his name popping up. I figured I'd put him in my featured list. Um, Tommy Fleetwood tied for twenty seventh, even through sixteen. Jordan Spieth is tied for forty three. Plus one through 15s. What is happening, Spieth? Um, and Chris's favorite, Molinari, is tied at uh, 61 plus two uh, through 15. Um, Ian Poulter, yeah, so, Matt Goucher, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Kevin Kistner, Dustin Johnson, Xander, Patrick uh, Cantlay, and Zach Johnson are uh, all yet to play. They're actually just about to start at 1230. I'd expect DJ to go low today. Um, another another interesting uh, Jim Furyk is another guy that he's got five or six uh, runner up. He's I think he's got one win and five or six runner ups on this course. So this is just a course that people that golf it. It's it's got even more of a um, correlation to past history um, or past success. Like tends to hold up here on this course. Um, That's interesting. I'll have to put Furyk into the featured list so uh the current leader i should mention i guess is shane lowry at six under finished yeah that's a big number um or low number i guess so mm-hmm. my lineup bryson dechambeau he's not out yet right matthew fitzpatrick he's what even just went out i believe is that right i didn't even put him in the list <laughs> um let me see where he's at i saw him i thought he was even Adam Furyk. There he is. There's oh, Furyk. Fitzpatrick is one over through two. Um, Leishman, Cam Smith, he's not out yet. And Charlie Hoffman, who is in seventh, you said. And Emiliano Grillo just went out and he is even or minus one. I can't I can't stop Emiliano Grillo. I don't know why. Yeah, he's a... Uh... The, the hype lives on with me. He was the, the darling child coming into the 2018 season it just didn't happen so how did how did he finish at the masters i remember you talking about him before he was what he was leading or is i think he was leading for a bit on the first day no he didn't he made the cut um i don't know he finished back 50s something like that but again you're you're he's i think he's 6400 for the masters so it's pretty pretty close to a punt play so Getting him to make the cut and, and having at least one day of really good scoring where he went low was more than enough. Especially when uh, five of the six or five of the seven guys we gave finished in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but I just named absolutely everybody, so I can't say much, but you had a solid picks. Yeah. This this tournament's going to be. Brillo's a youngin, right? Yeah, uh, he's not that young. He's, it's kind of like you calling yourself young still. I think he's twenty five, something like that. So, he's he's young, yeah. Yeah, he's a youngin. Okay, so what? Watney, Watney's a youngin too, right? He's nope. another one. Of, oh, he's not. He's our uh, age. He's thirty now, I think. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, Watney. Woo. He was. I went. Um. To the Valspar. Three or four years ago. 
and he was in the group with Hen- Henrik Stenson, and I wanted to follow Stenson. So the highlight of that round was the women that Watney brought with him. It was <laughs> insane. Really? I, I would imagine his wife, or I think it probably, I think it was probably his girlfriend, and then her friends. Um, but yeah, well done on that man. Okay, so uh, I, I remembered a quick, really short and dumb story um, that I forgot to mention when we were talking Masters last week, talking about Ricky. So Wells Fargo Championship last year, um, uh, Kate and I and, and her parents and sister went to it. Well, we went the past two years actually, but last year it wasn't the like the tour championship or whatever. Um, it was just kind of a regular tournament, I guess. But anyways, it was like the 14th or 15th hole or something, and everybody was lined up. We had great positioning to watch Ricky tee off. <laughs> and the, this was later in the day, late afternoon. A lot of drinking had been happening around the whole course. And uh, <laughs> somebody, some uh, middle-aged man who was heavily intoxicated shouted from the top of his lungs, like right, right next to where Ricky was teeing off. <laughs> Stick it, Ricky! <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Yep. You might be watching golf in North Carolina if that happens. Oh, shut up. <laughs> North Carolina is some of the classiest people you'll ever have the pleasure to meet. Oh, like hell. Oh, and Tampa Bay is pure class. <laughs> Give me a break. You have no... You. Oh, my God. There's nothing behind what you just said. Listen, all right. It might be it might be somewhat classy in Charlotte, Raleigh, your little cities, but you get in those foothills and God help you. You end up at a gas station in one of those little foothills and oh. Yeah, there there are mountains in North Carolina. There are people that live uh outside of this city in North Carolina, unlike the all right, the, move on. Flat, I don't know why the, you got to pick a fight at the end of every single show. Oh, I picked it, right? <laughs> I picked it. Okay. Anyways, uh, you want to talk a little bit about Dynasty Fantasy Football? Um, We need to start up the damn league. We got people to go, okay? Listen, it's April. We, we, Is it we April? sent out the, April. We sent out the feeler text. We got, we got some positive feedback. So we got a group of about 10 guys. We're looking to put together an actual Dynasty to be around for the next 10 years. All right. Possibly longer than that. Yeah. We, we have 10 exactly right now, right? Yeah. Okay. What I don't platform. Um, probably platform Yahoo. Are gonna, Yahoo. Yahoo. Yep. It's free. There's a daily option. So we can con these people out of some of their money while they're, Shut up. <laughs> uh, it it could be free as far as, far as I'm concerned. It's going to be fun to to do oh, a dynasty. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not. I meant the uh, the platform is free. I just don't. I can't. Stand. Oh, I can too. I'm in leagues where um, it's like 300 bucks. There's like a CBS package in one of the leagues. They get this CBS package. It's 300 bucks to manage your league, and it's the same exact product if you created a free league on the CBS website you like get a draft board really yeah and they can't they can't give it up why are they charging three hundred dollars i don't know i do not know for a draft board i don't even know if they i don't know 
Okay, so we'll do free Yahoo. Um, what kind of draft, like what what kind of draft format are we going to implement? Are there options? Um, I mean, same as the first draft is the big one, right? It'll be snake probably. Okay. Serpent, serpentine because that's that's um, you can't you could do auction, but um, the whole thing with the dynasty league is like putting extra value on those young on those you know the on the future draft picks, right? Like you you want to be able to grab Saquon Barkley because then you have a you know elite running back for the next ten years or however long. Um, so. Yeah, putting extra added value on those first round draft picks because there's probably ten guys every draft that are worth either they're you know on the free agent pool because they got hurt or whatever or um, are an incoming rookie that is worth drafting. So trying to finagle like you know when you're desperate and trying to make the playoffs, and I know that you're going to be bottom of the league once again. I'll take your first round draft pick for some scrub, Danny Amendola, and then I'll use that first round draft pick to draft Saquon Barkley, and I'll let you know about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, you can I'm, only do that with a snake draft, right? So, uh, how does the salary break down, like uh, team salaries and stuff, like budgets? Well, if you do a snake draft, then there is no team salary. You mean right? Um, Free agent auctions. So that would just be a budget at the beginning of the year. Or you could just do waiver order. I I don't... I don't know. We'd have to look at that. Whether it would be waiver order. I'm guessing it would be waiver order. Rather than auction. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that we need to dive into. We could probably do a whole... I think if you... Googled it. There's an article, really well written one, on how a step by step guide on how to start a dynasty league. Did you write that? I did. <laughs> Is it five years old? Um, let's see. It's got a date on it. Our video is so clear right now. Is it blurry on yours? It Is was North Carolina internet goodness sweet jesus oh hello rookie has an article even 2016 yeah so five years isn't too far off huh um all right so i did a blind bidding system was my recommended you could also do waivers boom good to know all right cool so anyways also said myfantasyleague.com is a good alternative to yahoo and espn (laughs) Good to know. We'll have to uh, <laughs> keep everybody posted and update those articles as we go. We're getting a lot of searches for Dynasty stuff. Plus, I'm excited about it. All right. Anything uh, you'd like to circle back to, Chris? Any final thoughts? Uh, hold on. I, I, I've got notes on my phone of things that I thought we should cover. Let me see if we hit them all. Okay. As I was watching games last night, I was writing them down. Nope, we're good. Good show. Wow, Joe. Way to get it all in. You you organized it well. You moderated it. You get you guided us through it perfectly. Thought you brought a lot of insightful information to the table. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll be here uh, 
again on Monday. So we'll see you then. <laughs> all right. That's all we have for today, ladies and gents. Thank you for your viewership. And don't forget to like, share, and or subscribe to Hello Rookie on your favorite platforms. Also, visit HelloRookie.com for all your latest daily fantasy and sports betting reviews, promotions, and strategies. Peace. Also, if people are watching this on YouTube, we do go live every day. So if you subscribe, you'll get a little push notification when the show starts. Peace.